Heavenly Father, we come before you for this broadcast this morning, Lord. We ask that you would be here for our study for our Wednesdays. Lord, we just ask that you would just come and be be here for as we our country comes together, Lord, in unity. Father, we pray for our government officials, Lord God, from the president down. Just ask, Lord God, that we could mend uh, the brokenness of America today and that you would be just, just in intercede on behalf of this great country. Lord, this is not the first time that our country has been divided, but certainly we, we just pray, Lord, that, that uh, a healing would occur here today. Father, as we go out uh, uh, on this broadcast around the world today, uh, to the to the ten countries, Father, that we uh, we send this broadcast out to, that we would ask our prayer partners, our prayer warriors, our shepherds of prayer, that that would be the top of their list today, that we would just pray for for the mending of spirits in this country today, Lord, let the uh, Holy Spirit go out amongst the people and unify our country today. Um, be with all those that are, are suffering of COVID. Lord, we know the vaccines are going out, but not very swiftly. Lord, just ask that, that you would just uh, put a healing hand upon each and every person that is suffering from this, this horrible pandemic. Lord, let, them, let the world be covered by the blood of Jesus today. Get those numbers back down. Uh, let those that are suffering financially uh, hold on, Lord, until we can get this under control. Open up our country safely, Lord God, and get us back to where we need to be. We ask that in the love of Jesus, by the authority of his name, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to welcome you back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, where it's raining today. We don't get much rain. We only get five inches in Bullhead City a year, and I think we're going to get out all, most of that today. Uh, my my swimming pool is actually uh, up to the uh, overflow today. We are now broadcasting to Ireland, UK, Germany, Japan, Korea, South Africa, Spain, Japan. Uh, I said that and uh, New Zealand. So we're, uh, wherever you are me listening to, uh, to our broadcast, we welcome you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for coming in. Uh, I'd like to speak to you just, just for a brief moment and do some business here. Uh, it, it usually costs us uh, quite a bit to uh, produce the show and to get it out on the air. And we could use your help if you so pray and God should to um, should put a love offering upon your heart. Uh, you can do that if you go to our, our actual website. I know many of you are getting it on uh, Spotify, Apple, um, and uh, some of the other uh, venues. If you would actually go to our website, spiritual awareness, all one word, spiritualawareness.net, uh, there's a place that you can hook up to either PayPal, uh, and you don't have to join PayPal. You can just put donate now. It'll bypass PayPal and go directly uh, to uh, to us. Uh, if not, you can send a money order or however you want to do it uh, to our address, which is Spiritual Awareness. Uh, and it'll just uh, P.O. Box 11042 at Fort Mojave. Uh, it, it'll spell it out for you. And um, I believe the zip code is 860. 
862, nope, 860, oh, hold on, 86427, excuse me. I don't use it, so I don't know it. Uh, anyway, and send us a, a love offering there. Um, it's hard to put these things together and get them out on the air. So if you can uh, pray and ask God um, to send in a love offering, that would help. We finished up our homeless uh, drive for the homeless here in in uh, the Tri-City area. And it was a wonderful success. I thank you, each and every one of you, for sending in your offering for that. The love offerings uh, was was wonderful. We got sleeping bags. We got tents. We even got some Coleman stoves and I got them down to the river. It was a wonderful, wonderful undertaking. And I want to thank each and every one of you who sent in love offerings for that. Um, we will will even be able to put some away for next winter. It was it was a wonderful undertaking. So thank you so so very much uh, for doing that. Uh, it was really a, a, a success. So thank you all. Um, with that, we're going to uh, move on into our uh, to our Wednesday uh, study on First Church. Uh, I think we're in part five today. So God bless each and every one of you. Stay tuned. We'll get right back to you. I do want to apologize for the music. We're trying to get uh, we're trying to get some church music, but uh, Anchor only offers this god awful music that I use. I do apologize for that. Um, today we're going to be in First Church, uh, Part Four, in Acts chapter four, verse one through four. Acts chapter four, verse one through four. I'll give you a minute to get there, and I'll grab a drink of water. Acts chapter 4, 1 through 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection of, from the dead. And they laid hands on them. I want you to notice that. They laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even tide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. Now I want to review for a minute. In Acts chapter 2, we saw the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Acts 3, we saw the obedience that led to the very miracles. Now knowing Jesus, the experience versus the knowledge. Notice that the leaders were not upset about the miracle. They were upset about the apostles preaching Jesus' name. Some people just experience church, but never go any deeper than that. You know, they come to church, they sit there, they listen, but they never get into Jesus. They'll sit there and they'll walk out the door and say, great sermon, pastor. What was your favorite part? They don't know. See, knowledge is what causes faith to grow. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if you ask somebody the next day, what was your favorite part of my sermon? They'll go, oh, I don't know. Very few actually listen to the sermon. Very few listen to the word of God in their soul. When you're hearing the, the sermon, you need to let it get into your soul, into your heart. Knowledge is necessary for witnessing. Why do you not cut your hair? Why do you, you dress that way? Why do you believe in or not believe in speaking in tongues? 
The experience helps you believe. Knowledge helps others believe in you. When you're going to witness to somebody, you need to, you need to be able to say in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. That's you, my brother or sister. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Part of serving Christ is with your mind. Now, I'm not telling you to memorize the entire Bible, but you need to, you need to memorize key verses. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This then is the first commandment. That's in Mark chapter 12, verse 30. John 8 and 32, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth, you know the rest of it, you know the rest of it, come on, the truth shall make you free. Some people say shall set you free. First is the heart, emotion. Then is the soul, decisions. Third is the mind, intellect. Fourth is the strength, that's your strength, that is your ability. In that name, Hallelujah. What name? In the name of Jesus Christ. That's where our authority lies. Your authority, my authority. It lies in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 7 and 12. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, being known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you now whole, healed. I paraphrase the healed. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto man, whereby we must, must, must be saved. Glory to God. Are you listening out there? Around the world. Hallelujah. Now Peter's sermon. Peter was filled. With the Holy Ghost. Peter couldn't have faced them on his own. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. You know when people are filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, things are happening. People say to me all the time. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Really? I love it when people say. I found Jesus. Really? I didn't know Jesus was lost. We can rely on the Spirit to help us in difficult times. Peter declared the name of Jesus. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified. Peter was not intimidated about what he had to say. You see, I can't preach to you in any, anything other than Jesus Christ. I know that there will be a price to pay, but the truth is the truth. I went down to Phoenix one time and I was going to preach. I was going to preach. It was, it was a little strip mall. 
And uh, a brother had a, a church there. And uh, I went down there. And I started my sermon by saying, because I was spirit-filled and I understood that they weren't. I walked in and I said, I started my sermon by saying, listen, I know I'm going to tick some people off here. I didn't use the word ticked. I said, I know I'm going to tick some people off here, but I'm going to preach. Uh, I'm going to preach in the spirit. And when I get done, I'm sure some of you are going to get up and walk out if you don't walk out before. And all of a sudden, I heard the shouts of amen all over that church. And glory to God, I found out that I was in, <laughs> I was in a spirit-filled church. But I was told, I was, I was warned before I went down there to preach as a guest preacher, that these people were staunch, staunch Baptists. Well, come to find out, they were staunch Southern Baptists that liked to, uh, God liked to get in the spirit. Now in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, salvation is only through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. It is the only way to be saved. We must be saved. Say it again. We must be saved. Moving away from oneness uh, to embrace this theology. We must hold on to the name of Jesus Christ because it is the only way to be saved. Other churches preach, other denominations preach different things. The only way to be baptized is in the name of Jesus Christ. See, attacks on the name of Jesus. No other religion figure is used as, as it's kind of a curse word. Titles are, are not used in a derogatory manner. Taking the name of God in vain, for instance. We must hold on to salvation through the name of Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, like false prophets, after the tradition of men, after uh, rediments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, verse 9, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Acts 4, verse 15 through 18. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they confirmed among themselves. They went in to confer among themselves. Verse 16, saying, what shall we do with these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them in manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. We can't, we can't say it didn't happen. We can't say it didn't happen because they used Jesus' name in, in, in it. But that is spread no further among the people. Let us, let us straightenly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name, in Jesus' name, in other words. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. They were trying to cover it up. No more shall you speak in, in Jesus' name. We cannot deny the miracle that happened. We cannot deny the power. But don't let it spread 
that Jesus did it. That's what they were saying. Rather than embrace it, they tried to silence it. They said, go ahead and do good deeds. That's okay with us. Go ahead and have a miracle or two. Have a good worship service. Preach about prosperity. Just don't preach that name of Jesus. See, the devil doesn't care how high you jump. Devil don't care as long as you don't talk about Jesus Christ. He don't care. See, oneness is important for salvation. In Acts chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, And being let go, they went to their own company. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Verse 24. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, in one agreement. And they said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 31. And now the Lord, behold their th threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Verse 30, by stretching forth thine hand to heal and thy signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed and the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all, all, say all, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. They were filled and they spoke the word of God with a boldness. What was their response? The response of the apostles to being threatened was to have a prayer meeting. Hallelujah. Let's praise God together, they told others. They didn't have a pity party. They didn't break out in the brass knuckles. We're in a trial. We're in tribulations. God's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. So they had praise in the valley. That's what I'm saying to you today. That's what I'm saying to the church in Ashford. Let's pray for boldness. Just spend a, uh, you know, if you just spend a night in jail for preaching Jesus, just threatened with more prosecution for preaching about Jesus, let's be even louder. It might offend somebody, but let's preach it. It might cost us hardship. Let's preach it. You know, when they said all churches need to close, Gospel of Faith Church, praise be God, we opened it up. Uh, we, told, uh, we told everybody, we're open for business. We're open for God's business. Hallelujah. The place was shaken where they assembled together. Real prayer should shake us. It should shake the ground. Hallelujah. Their prayer was to be able to do more for Jesus. Are we praying that prayer? We are covered in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Real prayer should renew us in the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Do we have real prayer? That's what I'm asking you, broadcast. Do we have real prayer? Do we spend time in prayer or just go through the motions? Do we linger at the altar seeking God or glance at our watch because we have reservations in some restaurant or some meeting? Is prayer a joy or is it a chore? God grants their prayer. They spoke with a newfound boldness. They came even more united. Those that are soul winning do not have time or desire 
to backbite others? Could witnessing bring us unity today? Unity in this country, unity in America today. We as Christians, we here in America, now I'm just speaking to America, we need to unify Christians all around this country and pray for unity, unity in the churches in America today. And then we need to spread that unity throughout the world in the world Christian community. Amen. I should get a I should get a resounding amen throughout this broadcast. In Acts chapter 4, verse 32 and 35, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought to of things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Amen. Isn't that what this broadcast is all about? That we have one thing totally in common on this broadcast. Around the world, we love Jesus. Can it not be said that every person that's listening around the world that we're reaching out to has one thing in common? We love Jesus. We have a hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us unify together all the churches that hear this broadcast around the world. And let's get back to the business of God in the business of loving one another and taking what Christ has given to each of us. Silver and gold we have none, but such as we have, we can go out and give to others. Amen and amen. Lift up your hands to heaven and give God a shout of glory and a shout, a shout of boldness. Amen and amen. In verse 33, and with great power, great power, say that with me, with great power, Power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5, 1 through 6. But it's, oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm still in verse 34. My page slipped. Verse 34. Well, I'm getting, I'll tell you, the, the anointing of the Spirit is in this studio today. Hallelujah. Was there any among them that lacked? For as many as were uh, possessors of the lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need, as he had need. I pray today that you are, that are in the sound of my voice would pray and ask God for a love offering to send to this ministry, to send to this ministry that we can add to how many countries out there are listening to this broadcast. All things, all things were in common with this broadcast. And we can reach out to more countries. The grace of God should be able to reach down deep. As many as were possessors, those that had extra gave to those that were in need. Nobody told them to do that. You know, you can go out and you can talk to people. I'm not telling you to spend your money on Go out and talk to people wherever you are. You know, and say, "Hey, listen, I wrote this down. This this is a this is a uh, this is a, a a website that I listen to. It brings me joy. It, it it opens my mind to God. Listen to this spiritualawareness.net. It it you know it tells it as it is. Nobody told them to do that. They gave of their own free will. I'm talking about giving what you have in your in that in your inside of you. You know, Jesus Christ, the love gift on Sunday." 
you, you know, is, is awesome. The love gift on Wednesday is awesome. Give what you have. Give of Jesus. Give of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not talking financially here. I'm talking about giving the Holy Spirit, giving of Jesus. What did Jesus have? He gave love. He gave hope to those that are, are downtrodden. I want you to know about Jesus. I, I want to learn about, I want you to learn about Jesus so I can, so you can tell others. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I believe salvation is only through baptism in Jesus' name. I want to, to have a real prayer, prayer that shakes you. I want to be uh, compassionate. I want you to be willing to give to those in need what Peter gave in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, Acts chapter 5, 1 through 6, but a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira and his wife sold a possession, and they came back part of the price. They didn't need to do that. They didn't have to, you know, they didn't need to, to lie about it. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? He didn't have to. You know, he could have just said, here, here's my 10%. Whilst it remained also, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart that thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and, and, and gave up the ghost. And great fear come upon them all and heard these things. And the young men rose, wound him up, carried him out and buried him. Now we saw, we just saw the Peter and John question about the miracle of Acts 3 and the importance of Jesus' name and the oneness of Christ's name. The powerful prayer in Acts 4.12, prayer that shakes us and fills us, and the charity in the offerings, grace that makes you give. And Ananias and Sapphira sold some land. Okay, they sold the land. And everyone was donating to the church, but their intention was not to donate to God. It was a, a, appeared as something they were not. It is possible that they were trying to get into the apostles' inner circle. They conceived a plan to lie to Peter. They didn't have to do that. They could have just walked into the church and said, here, here's my 10%. I don't, you know, I'm not going to give anymore. This is not a full price, but you claim that it was the full price. That's where they got in trouble. They lied. They wanted to appear that they were giving everything to the church when in fact they weren't. Most people think that, that that's how it was. He doesn't even state that part of the price was demanded. It wasn't. You know, they could have just they could have just said, we, we're going to keep this part. Here's 10%. That's good. Well, it was in your possession. It was yours to do with what you wanted to do, Peter says. You have not lied to men, but you lied to God. They didn't realize their hearts that they were hiding from God. They did not really believe what the apostles were, what they were preaching. Their true motivation was for the applause of men. Their mistake was in thinking that they could lie to God or to the man of God. So they paid a steep price for their mistake, which is why I think there is more to the story. Regardless, the point is made that God cannot be trifled with. God of love and God of grace, God of righteousness and of justice.
but yet there's great fear. In Acts chapter 5, 11 and 14, the great fear came upon all the church and upon all many as heard of these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all, all, say all, all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them and believed Believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women. The misfortune of Ananias and Sapphira led to great reverence and respect for God and the members of that church. In Proverbs 9, chapter 10, the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The church is disrespected by most. The things of God are profane and and used by the world. The apostolic church has a healthy reverence for the things of God. Reverence leads to one accord, the rest and believers. It's contradictive, they say, but it's not. In Acts chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, insomuch that they brought forth the sick to the streets and laid them on the beds and the couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about into Jerusalem, bringing, sick, bringing the sick and them which were vexed and unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one of them. The miracle of the lame man. I, I preached on Sunday. The death of Ananias and Sapphira. These all led to great faith in Jesus for the people. They brought their sick into the streets so that Peter's shadow, just his shadow, might fall on some of them. What a powerful faith that was. Even more than the woman with the issue of the blood. People came from other cities to Jerusalem. And they were healed, every one. We live in a day that minimizes the miraculous. There's so many fakes out there. So many claiming to be of God, but really are not. Pastor Lynn of our church preached on that not too long ago. False prophets. That does not alter the fact that God does indeed possess the power to heal, to deliver, and to save. The power of the early church is still working in the world today. Priests, prisons, and preaching. In Acts chapter 5, verse 17 and 20, Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. And laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people of all of the words of life. Apostles were cast into prison. And angels opened the doors, tells them to go and to preach in the temples. Acts chapter 5, verse 25 and 28. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom he put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then when the captain of the officers brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that they ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and instead bring this man's blood upon us? We command you not to preach in Jesus' name. You have filled the city with your doctrine. Can you fill the city with our doctrine? 
Not our programs, not our marketing, not our personality, but our doctrine. And in Acts chapter 5, 38 and 40, And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if the counsel of this work be of men, it will not be wrought not. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. They did not know they were fighting against God. If this thing is of men, then it will fail. If it is God, then it cannot stop it. We need God to work in us. Without the presence of the power of God, we have nothing. They were beaten again. And they departed in Acts chapter 5, verse 41 and 42. They departed from the presence of the council, rejo rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, in the house, they ceased not to teach, preach Jesus. We commanded you to preach Jesus' name anymore. Again, their response was to rejoice, and they got to suffer his name more. Then they continued to preach Jesus in the temple and in every house. You see, we cannot stop preaching this name. We can't deceive God. Reverence for the things of God. Miracles still happen today. We need God in our church and in our lives. I pray God open the churches around the world. We can't stop preaching the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you till he brings us back once again. Thank you.